0: From WNIJ Studios on the campus of Northern Illinois University, this is Sessions from Studio A. I'm Spencer Tritt, your host, and thanks for joining me for this special edition of Sessions from Studio A, where we are featuring an instrument that hasn't gotten much attention on our show in the past. It's all things ukulele this hour, with Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra. They're an eight-piece ensemble with members from across Northern Illinois They have everything from baritone ukulele to soprano, bass ukulele, electric ukulele, and even something called a banjo-lele. We'll talk with members Taylor Atkins and Eric Schroeder, as well as music director Jen Conley, about how the group expands people's notions about this humble, four-stringed instrument. That's all coming up right after the news. Stay tuned for Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra on sessions from Studio A. Welcome to a special edition of Sessions from Studio A as we celebrate all things ukulele this hour with Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra. They perform popular music arranged by member Taylor Atkins specifically for ukulele. And they show us that this humble instrument doesn't just belong around a campfire on a beach but in concert halls as well. We'll hear a performance tonight. The group recorded themselves just for our show. Also members will tell us more about the group's formation their arrangement process, the history of the ukulele, and much more this hour. First, let's get right into the music with Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra performing Van Morrison's Moondance. Dance." Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra, performing their arrangement of Norwegian Wood by the Beatles. Before that, we heard Moon Dance by Van Morrison. Joining me this hour are members Taylor Atkins, Eric Schroeder, and musical director for the group Jen Conley.
1: My name is Eric Schroeder, and I teach music at Kishwaukee College, at NIU, and at Rockford University. Mostly guitar, but a lot of world music, and then other music lecture classes.
2: I'm Taylor Atkins. Uh, I've been a professor of history here at NIU since 1997, and just recently became associate dean for undergraduate affairs in the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences. I am started as a bass player, and I started playing ukulele in 2012, uh, baritone ukulele, so it's the lowest, the biggest one. And I did it mostly out of curiosity after I bought a bass ukulele to take with me to Japan. Uh, so I just got curious about it. And uh, now I'm totally in I'm a huge evangelist for the instrument.
3: I'm Jen Conley. I am primarily doing sort of music instruction right now in the time of, of COVID and capitalizing on the ukulele because it is such a, a wonderful accessible instrument for people to learn a basic skill level on without having to invest a huge amount of, amount of effort or, or money. My background is in music therapy and my degree's on the violin, but I play a number of instruments, uh, mostly accompanying ones that I've used for music therapy, harp, key, harp, keyboard, or guitar. But I really love to use music as a way to bring community together and connect us to that which is most essentially human, um, which music is so universal. And that's one of the things I love about the ukulele, because there's a ukulele culture. And as Taylor said, we are all ukulele enthusiasts. And part of what our group does is is brings people together via that lovely little instrument. As Taylor said, I'm the director, and that's some by default. It's not really because there aren't plenty of people with that skill level to do that. I just decided to be the organizational force and, and have led ensembles before. So um, I also play the tenor and the baritone ukulele. And then Taylor Atkins plays the U-bass, baritone ukulele and baritone banjolele. Um, Nell Conley plays the tenor ukulele and often does our vocals. Sue Kluffenstein plays the soprano and the concert ukulele, Carolyn Locke plays the tenor ukulele and the tenor banjolele. Eric Schroeder plays the concert and the baritone ukulele and the oud and sometimes the guitar, not all at once. Um, Sophia Varcados plays uh, the tenor ukulele and a little shout out to her she does our our graphics which are are wonderful of our graphic and a lot of our marketing work and then Suitsen Wu plays the concert ukulele and then also some um, world instruments you know when they fit in Within an arrangement, so so that's our group. We try and keep it to eight, and as as Taylor said, we people bring various skills. Really good at rhythm. Really good at melodies. You know, different instrumentation. So, but but as a group, um, you know, we come up with a, I think a unique and a really fun sound.
2: A lot <clears throat> of us, not all of us, Jen didn't, but a lot of us uh, started playing in um, the Ni Ukulele Ensemble that the NIU Community School for the Arts uh, started uh, under Eric's direction. A lot of what, mostly what we did were um, uh, instrumental arrangements of songs, some of which Eric wrote himself, Uh, and then I started writing some. So some of us are alums of that.
3: You know, one of the interesting things about The the Wild Blue, like um, the group came together and there are a number in the group who are professionally trained musicians and then there's it's truly a community group like there are people who picked up a, a ukulele for the first time you know six seven years ago so we have a wide range but the thing a lot of times ukulele is more focused on what people call strum and sing so it's a little accompanying instrument, which is great, and I we celebrate that. But we really wanted to take it to the next level. It was a group of people who said we basically want a chamber ensemble. We want to use the full range of ukulele instruments from the very lowest to the very highest, and play actual like orchestrated parts. So, um, you know, and this group has taken it, you know, seriously and have performed at ukulele fests and tasted a kalb and. Uh, you know, a number of different venues with other community groups sometimes.
0: Jen Conley is musical director of Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra. We're also talking with members Taylor Atkins and Eric Schroeder. Let's hear another one from Wild Blue's performance, recorded by the group themselves, especially for tonight's show. This is Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra's Arrangement of Believer, originally by the band Imagine Dragons. (music) Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra. You're listening to Sessions from Studio A, where we are taking the ukulele out of the background and putting it center stage this hour. It's time for a short break, but when we return, we'll learn more about the history of the instrument and about how you may soon be able to check out an ukulele from your local library. Stay tuned, it's Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A, I'm Spencer Tritt. It's not often we get to focus on a single instrument on our show, but tonight's episode is entirely dedicated to the humble, yet very influential, ukulele. We're featuring Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra, an eight-piece ensemble from all across northern Illinois. We'll hear more from their live performance in just a moment, But first, musical director Jen Conley will tell us about an exciting partnership the group has in the works.
3: I would say that we're all community-minded people. We're community members. And um, we, like I said, we've partnered with various uh, music ensembles, but we've also done a partnership with the DeKalb Public Library. And we wrote a letter of support for a a grant request for um, money to purchase ukuleles that can be borrowed short term from the Decal Public Library. So um, we agreed to help, you know, with repair as able restringing some of the upkeep of the instruments. We're set to do a kickoff concert uh, for the launch of that program, which was, you know, halted because of COVID. Um, but we, so we wrote a letter of support. They were successful in getting that grant. We, um, they've purchased instruments and I believe they either have launched or in the process of launching. So an individual, again, we've talked about sort of stole the virtues of the ukulele as an accessible instrument as well as something that can be played with skill. So somebody could go to the library, check out a ukulele, a music stand and a beginner book for three weeks and try it again. And so it's an opportunity for us to be part of a community effort to bring more music into people's lives which I think is always to the good. And also an opportunity to give people a chance to like, oh, maybe I don't wanna buy a ukulele. Will I really like this? Well, check one out at your local public library. This is done in all sorts of communities throughout the country. And um, you can kind of get an idea, you know, if if this is something you wanna invest in. So, you know, as an ensemble, it's been really nice to be an ensemble that works with other community entities and to try and support People making music to their own ability um, in a way that just um, sort of celebrates the ukulele.
2: That's in addition to we before that we had the the monthly strumming sings at the DeKalb Public Library. Right. That's uh, Sue was organizing primarily, but with Sophia was also involved.
3: Yeah, so so two of our members Carolyn Law and um, Sue Cluffenstein. Uh, started a a free monthly strum and sing that they facilitated that a number of us went to. So people who were any level of player could come and print out their little packet and get some tips and make music together. And so that was happening monthly. And yes, we did sort of support that as an ensemble too.
0: That new program is officially called the Ukulele Lending Library and is launching September 12th at the DeKalb Public Library. Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra will be performing a virtual concert that day to kick off the new program. Again, that's September 12th, and the group will be performing from 2 until 3.30 p.m. that afternoon. You can register online at dkpl.org to watch that live-streamed concert. And if you live in DeKalb, you can visit the library September 12th and check out an ukulele for yourself for up to three weeks. Taking us back to the group's live performance, this next one features vocals from Nell Conley and is an arrangement of Duke Ellington's I'm Beginning to See the Light. Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra, performing their arrangement of Always With Me, from the soundtrack of the famous Miyazaki film Spirited Away. Let's hear a little bit more about that song.
3: Well, we have a collection of, of Studio Ghibli music that was arranged for um, ukulele, and um, a lot of the arrangements that are pre-arranged, we sort of put our spin on them, like Taylor may add um you know an additional rhythm part or if on other pieces of bass um we might add you know eric may do a counter melody this one we we followed pretty closely and this was just part of that uh collection of um studio ghibli music for for ukulele and it's um it's got a really nice gentle sound
2: ukulele is really popular in japan and has been for a long time and whenever i go there I, I look around at music stores or bookstores and you can find a lot of ukulele music, not just uh, method books, but these kind of ensemble books. And because they have uh, a lot of the really popular and some of the most um, uh, melodic and catchy music is written for, uh, for anime. Uh, they, you know, this is, this is one example of that. So that, that's a, uh, something that's that really important to the ukulele repertoire there.
0: That's interesting. I didn't know it was, it was big in Japan like that.
2: Huge, yeah.
0: Uh, could you talk more about the different kinds of ukuleles I'd like to talk about too, because I don't think people know about all the different types.
3: Sure, I can start and then you guys just feel free to jump in. So the ukulele, um, the traditional Hawaiian size was the soprano which I think is about 18 to 20 inches long. And then the same tuning are on three different sizes of ukulele, a soprano, a concert, and a tenor. And then actually there's a little teeny one called a sopranino, which isn't used much, but that is tuned an octave higher and the same as the baritone, which is basically uh, called sometimes a small guitar. It's the top four strings of a guitar. Um, So, and then in our group, because we are a, a diverse of skill level and instruments we do, sort of populate it with world instruments, string instruments that some of our players have skill, a skill level on, you know, Eric adds guitar sometimes, um, we add some vocals, so we just sort of round it out, but it's, it's truly a community group and that everybody brings things, so we have people who, like both Eric and Taylor, arrange, but we have, you know, people who bring you know other skills as well as their musical skills you know marketing or graphics
2: yeah I mean what when Jen said is is true we have a lot of different levels of experience and um, playing skill but there's one thing that all of us have in common and that's a you know a, a devotion to actually working working on the music seriously uh, we all have the same kind of goals to and, and and that makes the difference. We're not sort of a, we're not an open-ended group where we just take, you know, anybody that wants to play with us. They have to have a certain degree of seriousness um, about uh, perfecting the music. And the thing that's impressive, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, nobody in the group is dispensable. Everybody's indispensable. And it and it does. It's less about their musical skill as the as the sort of work ethic. Uh, and commitment that they bring to it, not to mention just their their spirit, their enthusiasm. I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of a unique model in that sense uh, that uh, we value other aspects of of our bandmates' um, contributions besides just their skill level.
3: But having said that, I mean, everyone is it's it's some pretty tough stuff that we do, and as you've heard in the recording, some pretty non-traditional things for the ukulele and. You know, everyone in the, the, the group does have, you know, some, some solid chops because we, we take on stuff that, you know, any of my students might fall off their chair. Um, so it's, it's pretty fun that way and fun to bring unique sounds to the instrument, you know, via our ensemble.
0: This next one we'll hear is Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra's arrangement of Earth, Wind, and Fires, That's the Way of the World. But first let's hear a little about how they put a unique twist on this one
3: on that actually eric is our lead um and you want to talk about it does a bang up job it's just phenomenal and you want to talk a little bit about how you made the ukulele a unique sound with that
1: piece oh sure uh i heard this and i thought what this really needs is a wah pedal so we ran the uke through the wah pedal, and I just got to have a lot of fun playing through that and playing that melody that Taylor arranged. Um, it was really challenging, and I found out some really interesting things about playing a ukulele through a wah pedal, which you don't hear very often. Mm-hmm. So it's requ- it's different than playing a guitar through it. It's really an interesting experience, and it was a lot of fun.
0: Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra performing their arrangement of That's the Way of the World by Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's time for another short break, but don't forget you can find tonight's session and many others on our website, WNIJ.org, and you can learn more about Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra on their Facebook page. We'll be right back with more music on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A, where the ukulele is center stage tonight. We're hearing a performance from Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra that the group recorded themselves just for our show. Before we get back into the music, I asked member Taylor Atkins, who is a professor of history at NIU, to tell us a little bit more about the history of this fascinating little instrument.
2: They actually know when the ukulele came to uh, to Hawaii. Um, I wanna say it was in the 1870s, there were um, immigrants from the island of Madeira off the coast of Portugal, who came to uh, Hawaii to work as, uh, I think on sugarcane or pineapple uh, plantations. And they brought with them this little instrument called a machete, or machete, I don't speak Portuguese. <laughs> um, and, but it, Hawaiians picked it up uh, immediately and they dubbed, they renamed it the ukulele, which means jumping fleet, and uh, sort of referring to its style, but they, I mean, its size, but they uh, they did things with it that hadn't really been done before, and they, you know, created their, or they adapted it to their own indigenous music, um, and music was a really important part of indigenous Hawaiian culture, and they had, a, you know, uh, the Hawaiian court had orchestras and uh, some of the, the first ukulele I you know, were members of that that orchestra. And it became popular in the continental U.S. in around the 1910s and 20s. Then it sort of went out of favor, picked up again in the 50s because of the Arthur Godfrey TV show. And uh, then this sort of current wave of popularity began in the 1990s and yeah, I mean, I, I, I've seen people play on campus sometimes playing it it's something that a lot of people can pick up
0: Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra performing The Bare Necessities. That one was arranged by another local musician, Paul Marchese, who sometimes performs with the group. We've heard them play songs from all sorts of different genres tonight, from pop to funk to movie soundtracks. So I asked members to tell us a little bit more about their process of selecting songs and then arranging them specifically for ukulele.
2: Well, my background and my interests are mostly jazz and um funk and reggae, R&B, blues. So every now, sometimes I'll hear a song I've been listening to my whole life and I'll think, oh, I can ook that. <laughs> you know? and, um, and so a lot, of, a lot of times I pick something that, that uh, I think is just going to sound um, really fascinating uh, or that I can do something interesting with to, to bring out certain aspects of the song. The, the, the novelty value, the surprise value is something, you know, I place a lot of emphasis on. So one of our songs that we recorded here is Lady Marmalade by uh, LaBelle. And um, it's one of many funk songs that I've done, but it's, it's one that has turned out particularly well, just because there's so much going on in it. So many interlocking parts and, um, so I start with that, but then, you know, I usually write four different parts. And, uh, you know, it's, there's, a, there's a melody, there's a, a rhythm ukulele, there's a baritone part, and a, a lot of times a bass part. And um, sometimes I'm able to come up with uh, harmony parts or, or counter melody parts that just, you know, that, that translate well but it, it has to have a really good melody and if I can do something that also has a good groove, that's what I'm going to gravitate to.
1: A kind of funny story, I was originally kind of opposed to ukulele uh, because I played Baroque guitar, which has a re tuning like a ukulele and that was kind of a nightmare. It had nine strings with pegs, so it's like tuning a violin and a quarter, two violins and a quarter every time you tune. So. Um, and that was interesting but not really that pleasant to repeat Um, but I grew to love the ukulele just through teaching it and um, what started out as a flaw became a feature uh, just because it's set up so weird Um, I was trying to take the ukulele seriously and you really shouldn't to an extent because it's there for people to enjoy it's just a fun instrument to play. So once I realized that that's what it was about, um, I could have just a sort of ball with it and have fun.
2: The thing about the ukulele is that it, you know you can have varying levels of, of aspiration. Um, if you want to strum and sing, uh, you can do that with within about half an hour of learning some chords. Um, if you want to study it as intensively as one does French horn or uh, harp uh, or some more difficult instrument, you have to put in all of the work to be able to do that. So it accommodates different sort of uh, levels of, of commitment and, and aspiration based on what you want to do. Um, so that's one of the things that really appeals to me about it.
3: You know, one of the things that's a little difficult is that the ukulele sometimes has made, has been made comical you know, Tiny Tim and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, everybody's trying to do their own entertainment shtick. So that that's fine. But the ukulele can be played as a virtuoso instrument. Mm -hmm. And so I think at that point, when I came back to it, rather than seeing it as like, oh, this is a classroom instrument, or this is something that children play. I heard some amazing performances, you know, the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain, if anybody wants to YouTube them, they're phenomenal, Jake Shimabakuru, you know, I heard it actually played and I was, again, you know, maybe a little like Eric's evolution thought, this is a serious instrument, and it's small, and it's comfortable. And it's accessible financially, you know, you go to buy a new violin, you know, talk about how much that is, you know, a ukulele, you can get a really nice instrument without a huge financial investment.
0: You're hearing our interview with members of Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra on Sessions from Studio A. Taylor Atkins mentioned briefly their arrangement of Lady Marmalade by Patti LaBelle. For our final song this hour, let's hear that now. It's Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra on Sessions from Studio A. Thank you. Thank you. Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra, closing out our show with their arrangement of Patti LaBelle's Lady Marmalade. A huge thanks to Taylor Atkins, Eric Schroeder, Jen Conley, and all the members of Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra for being on our show and for recording their live performance. Don't forget to check out their live-streamed concert September 12th to celebrate DeKalb Public Library's brand new Ukulele Lending Library. You can register to watch that performance on DKPL.org, and be sure to keep up with Wild Blue Ukulele Orchestra on their Facebook page. You can find more episodes of Sessions from Studio A available in our show archive on WNIJ.org. And as always, you can send submissions of your music to sessions at NIU.edu. Sessions from Studio A is produced by yours truly. I'm Spencer Tritt, and thanks so much for joining me this hour on Sessions from Studio A.